are going to take a second to talk about today's sponsor, The Lesson Foundry. The Lesson Foundry is a 100% remote music lesson site. They have passionate and incredibly skilled teachers that provide classes for singing, flute, guitar, just to name a few. With all lessons being totally remote, this resource gives you the opportunity to maximize the time you have with your teachers during each lesson and less time commuting to your appointments. The Lesson Foundry is extremely easy to use and laid out in a very user-friendly format. You can see details about each and every teacher, including how many years of experience they have, degrees that they have in the field, and other related achievements. All lessons can be catered for you to learn exactly what you want and how you want to. Most half-hour sessions cost between $35 to $40 per week and signups are for one month. However, you can cancel it at any time. This is a perfect gift for yourself or for the music lover in your life. The Lesson Foundry has been kind enough to provide our listeners with an exclusive promo code for $25 off of your purchase of any lessons by using code 2GHOULS, 2 ghouls. Uh, call 410-404-8226 to speak with a representative about the Lesson Foundry or click the link in the description below. Thank you, Lesson Foundry. Welcome to the Two Ghouls Podcast. I'm Katie. And this is my lovely co-host and cousin, Sam. Really? What? Like, I don't believe that shit. Oh. They photoshopped their grave oh. and they did it for months. Oh, hell no. I'm not looking at that. Oh, hell no. I'm not looking at that. Wow. Until they got King Teddy, Michelangelo. I literally have a picture on my computer screen right now. It's fucking real, dude. Bring up to go, wow, wow. Hello. Welcome. Oh. You're muted. Oh, you got it. <laughs> hey, ghoul friends. Hi. Welcome. I um, love your sweater. <laughs> well, thank you. Joey just got this for me yesterday. I'm like, I love it. I know my room's messy right now, but we're just going to have to work with it. Listen, you can't see the mess because my big head's taking it up, but like, it's it's a mess in here. Yeah. You can know where over there. <laughs> I love how the how the letterboard in the back says honk. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what to say. I was like, I could do the um, I could do like the the name of the show, but I don't know. That works. We're just like geese. Just <laughs> <laughs> today. All right, welcome oh, guys. Yeah, Let's welcome. Go welcome. Ahead and jump into horoscopes. 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 I got it pulled up on my end. God, the this is Let really exposing it. me right now. Look at all my mess. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh that's better. <laughs> Jeez. Let's see. Let's see Katie first. Also, anybody who's watching, drop your zodiac sign in the comments. Yes, daily. Yes. I don't want emails from y'all. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh, I got to share your screen. Oh, Oops. okay. Here we go. This one's for Katie. Life is opening up to you in a beautiful way at the moment. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay, here we go. The Pisces new moon invigorates your boundless ninth house of higher education and new horizons. Whether you decide it's time to head back to school or plan a, for a future globe-trotting adventure, you should think about how to incorporate other ways of living and perceptions of the world into your philosophy. You never know. Mm -hmm. This could be the beginning of a path toward a vastly different, more satisfying life. It could be. 
Thank you. It could be possibly. I don't know. They changed their website, so it's like I noticed. It does look a little bit different. Let's see. What's mine? Here we go. The people you connect with might be up for inspection at the moment. Due to today's Pisces new moon, your focus is being oriented towards your 11th house of social groups. If you've Mm. been feeling like the people around you don't really understand you, then it's time to start searching for new faces who make you feel seen and heard. If you're already part of a community that does this for you, consider reaching out and letting them know how much you appreciate them. Last week, it told me that like me and my partner, like w- my partner was making me depressed and now yeah. it's telling me said like, last week mm-hmm. me and Joey were arguing and I was like, <laughs> so. now it's like, get rid, get rid of the groups in your life. My mom said, <laughs> uh, Scorpio, I think the horoscope website is telling me to leave Danny. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give him the boot. <laughs> All right, here's my mom's Scorpio horoscope. Get ready for a lovely gift from the cosmos. Today's Pisces new moon falls right into your lucky fifth house of passion and self-expression. This is a wonderfully creative time, so whether or not you normally consider yourself to be an artistic person, try to let your muse out to play for a while. The results could be absolutely stunning, potentially propelling some of your ambitions Mm. forward as well. This sector also rules fame, so look out for your shot at the spotlight (laughs) come on the podcast mom (laughs) there's your shot at fame that was a good one okay this week at least we're not leaving our partners this week (laughs) i don't know mine's kind of alluding to this was a little bit uh (laughs) mine changed (laughs) whatever guys we got quite the show for you today yeah yes we've been looking all around the internet for crazy stories about night shift yep and you want to know what I have a bunch of screenshots, which I don't even know if I'm supposed to screenshot from this Facebook group. It might be in the rules that you're not supposed to, but I've got a bunch of, which I'm not going to show them on the screen. I'm just going to read them from my phone, but I've got a bunch of screenshots from a Facebook group of a bunch of personal experiences from real people. So you joined a group to find out your research. Oh, this was like two months ago that in one of my ghost groups or like true scary story groups, there was a thread about like night shift stories. And I was at like three o'clock in the morning screenshotting. You planned ahead. Oh, yeah, I did. So let let me pull one of these up, actually. Let's start with one of these. Because several of them are quite spooky. I'm also not going to say the names of these people because um, <laughs> no. trying to keep it anonymous. This person says, I was working in a nursing home and I was on night shift. I heard a noise from a man's room, so I went to check. He was flailing around um, on the bed and saying that he needed to pack his things as a red car was coming to collect him. I managed to calm him down about half an hour later. It was all quiet. So I presumed that he was asleep and I just opened the door to check. He was dead half hanging out of the bed and his rib cage was protruding from his skin. Oh, my God. And he had a look of terror on his face. I've never seen anything like it. His daughter said that he wasn't a very nice man. Bro. That's well, scary. Right. I guess karma is a real thing. Mm. Uh-huh. 
All right, let's see. I got another one, and this one's uh, a little bit longer. And this person says a few months – well, I think they told a first story, but I don't have that screenshotted. I guess it wasn't good enough for me to read, but <laughs> – this was a few months after their first story. I was taking care of a patient assigned to, to the room next to the patient that I mentioned in the first story. She was a stable patient admitted to the ICU because there were um, no like regular beds. She was mm-hmm. actually a former nurse from Paris. It was around 3 a.m. She couldn't sleep, so she was watching TV. I went in for my hourly rounds, and she casually asks asked me i thought you weren't allowed to smoke in hospitals anymore i said absolutely not we'd probably blow up i said jokingly and then she says then why is that man over there smoking i said what man getting creeped out once again and thinking not again because i think in the first story they said something about this she said that the man with the black hat was standing right there He's been standing there and he's smoking. I turned on all the lights in a sister orientation to make sure that she wasn't confused or going septic, which like hallucinations and stuff is really common, especially like in older people when they have like urinary tract infections or really bad infections. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So she checked her orientation, made sure that she wasn't confused or going septic. Um, She noticed that I was uncomfortable And so she changed the subject, but she kept looking out of the glass doors to the same direction as where she pointed where this tall man was. Fast forward a few weeks later, that side of the ICU was completely empty. Census was low. It was a little after midnight and one of our CNAs was sitting by the computers outside of room four where the French lady was browsing the internet. I was in charge that night making my rounds. As I started making my way towards room four, the CNA peeks her head out to me and I laughed at her and I'm like, okay, weirdo, it's just me. And she starts sniffing loud and she goes, do you smell that? It smells like smoke. I freaked out and I told her about what my patient from what, what my patient from room four said and she freaked out too and we both power walked out of the section so fast oh my god and like the way that she described it i think i've shared this meme in our ghoul friends group before and asked people if they've seen this man in the black hat that's Mm. what she was describing that guy that apparently a lot of people have seen I'd be curious to see if we could do like an episode all about hospitals and psych wards in general because the oh, energies yeah. in that in those spaces are so we intense. could probably do like several part series on that <laughs> yeah. to be honest. There's no so kidding. much and go to each hospital in America on us. We're scary demonic stories. <laughs> do you want me to do another one or you wanna do one? You go ahead and do another one. I'll go after you. Okay. Let's see. This was in a reply to that same comment. Somebody said, am I too late for horoscopes? I rushed home. I'll do your horoscope right now, bro. I'll do your horoscope. No worries. Yeah, leave it in the comments and I'll do it after this story. Yeah. Also, we can't see who you are just as Facebook users, so make sure you put your name too. My guess is Brenna. That's That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Somebody said... um, 
I'll never forget this one because my dad was really bothered by it. He was the shift supervisor on the night shift and security told him that one of the patients eloped, which means like ran away. Like they're not supposed to, they're not supposed to just run away. This was again in a hospital. So one of the patients eloped. Um, they see an elderly resident in one of the basement cameras just staring into the camera. So everyone goes down there to check while all the other healthcare workers do a head count on all of the other residents. Everybody was accounted for. Nobody was missing and they didn't find anybody in the basement. My dad was so bothered by it and he even got a printout of the photo from the security camera of the elderly man standing staring blankly into the security camera and nobody knows who it was. It didn't look like any of the previous or current residents. Oh my god. Scary. Mm. Okay. I got one. Also in a psych word. Oh yeah, you do that. I'm gonna Yeah, what's Brenna's um she's an Aries. Oh Aries, a fire sign. Let's see. Something in your life, whether it's an object or a habit, might no longer serve you. Today's new moon occurs in your 12th house of closure, making this a wonderful time to look around your life and find anything that doesn't belong, then make a plan to get rid of it. You don't need to completely change overnight, but you can set up a schedule for cleaning out your metaphorical closets. Find your path to happiness and don't hesitate to start walking down it. That was a good one. Brenna, that's a great one. I love that. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go metaphorically weed your garden. <laughs> That's what I always say. Sometimes you got to go through and de-junk. You got to clean out your metaphorical purse. True. All right. I have one from a psych ward as well. And Ooh. I labeled it window in a psych ward. Ooh. All right. Here we go. It's alluring. I got to pull my computer to me. Hold she on. She said at my sleep schedule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just started nights at a crisis safe house earlier in the night. Everything was chill. Clients had taken their meds earlier and they were sleepy. Everyone was making small talk. Before my shift, I talked with my previous coworker. They said everything was fine, but keep an eye on the cameras tonight. There was an incident of a suspicious vehicle circling the place. They called it into a security check. Other than that, they wished me luck and they left clients started going to bed and I did paperwork. I made my special coffee. I hear what I thought was rain against the window. I listen more and realize it sounds like tiny singular pieces of hail. I tried pulling up the cameras, but the previous shift logged out and I couldn't find the login info. Five minutes later, there's a loud and sudden pounding at the door. It's a reinforced heavy metal door and we keep it triple locked, especially at night. I'm not supposed to answer it, but I immediately stomp down the hallway and assertively yell, can I help you? The person on the other side gives a drunken growl and asks for blank, unintelligible, uh, that they know she's fucking in there. The person is a current client and we cannot tell anyone who is and isn't here unless they are cleared by the clients. Clearly, this person has it out for someone there in the psych ward. I say, hold on and I'll go get the client. Not really. Psych. I called the cops who were stationed there three minutes away. <laughs> I explained the situation and they took care of our unwelcome guest 
They couldn't catch him driving up drunk because he parked in a side lot. However, I called the tow company to get his shit so he can enjoy that on the top of a couple trespassing and harassment charges. I got the camera login info from a coworker who answered the phone, pulled up the footage. The person who was pounding down the door had been standing outside silently for 10 minutes, just menacing. I couldn't tell if they were holding a knife or a car key or something small to stab. It's not unusual for clients to have people that they testified against or fled come after them. It's a small town. and People know where all the safe houses and centers are. I don't appreciate the fuckery, but the adrenaline rush kept me awake for the rest of the shift. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Nope. I don't like how he was standing there for 10 minutes before. No. Yeah. No. Ew. Yikes. You want another one? Yeah, do another one. All right. You do one. We'll do two each and then switch back and forth. I got some good good ones tonight. I got some good ones. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Here we go. This was a comment on a a thread that said, what is your best night shift story? Someone who eventually deleted their um, username had a call a while back of a reported body in a dumpster, quote unquote, behind the Subway restaurant. Stranger still was that the body was purported being dressed well, pretty much eliminating any chance of it being a transient type of person sleeping or overdosing in the dumpster. So our curiosity grew. We were all on edge and dispatch and the minutes to get on scene seemed to take forever. Then after the radio silence, the first at scene fire engine comes back with, yeah, dispatch, we got a scarecrow in a dumpster. A scarecrow. <laughs> I wanted to put something in light. This, of oh course, was right after Halloween, so it made perfect sense. It was nice to have a good laugh instead of yet another sad story for a change. I imagine the end of shift subway worker had quite the start throwing away or had <laughs> had the, quite the uh, startle throwing away the trash. The employee noped out so fast they didn't even check to see it if it was indeed a body. Can't say I blame them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's uh, that's funny. funny, but also it's kind of like a waste of time. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hopefully, it was a small town, so we don't have to worry about any missing crimes. Anyway, your turn. Let me see. Let me see. All right. <clears throat> I've got one from Reddit. All right. This is from Ask Reddit, and it's the night shift workers. What's your creep? What's the creepiest thing that's ever happened? Somebody said, "Oh man, I worked as a night shift manager at a twenty four seven gas station slash fast food place in a sketchy part of town. I have hundreds of stories about the wild shenanigans of um, drug users. Most aren't creepy, but more what the fuck just happened." Like the guy who gave me a magic crystal to protect me from the apocalypse because I covered the change that he needed to buy some hot dogs. Or the guy who tried to buy his cigarettes with lawn clippings stating, I know it's not weed, but it works almost just as good before just conking out standing at my register. But I'm going to go with the creepiest being discovering dead bodies the first time. Two regulars OD'd while hiding in my dumpster area. I called 911 and did what little first aid I knew, but the EMT said that they'd likely been dead for hours judging by how cold they were. But I swear to God, I could feel a pulse, and I clearly remember hearing a gurgling noise. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is pretty easy, easily explainable because um, like air gets trapped in the lungs and normally comes out right before yeah. or after death. But isn't it known that some bodies will like <sighs> to get the mm-hmm. last bit of air out of their yeah yeah yeah. I feel like people don't know what I just said, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it releases more air and it can cause vocals to come out after yeah. you've died. Like moaning almost. Yeah. So I've got one from the subreddit CNA. So weird night shift stories. So I'm currently working a night shift. I usually am the daytime shower aid and I have to tell this story. My current nurse has turned off all the light in the hall minus one. One she brought from home and looks like a bug zapper. She took off her socks and shoes grabbed every available fan in the facility and is currently FaceTiming her dog. So this one's kind of kind of a weird employee. <laughs> Not the weirdest part. The weird part came from my last rounds when I walked into a resident's room and they asked me, did you hear? And I said, hear about what? They said, well, we have to get the girl ready. The boys have tied her down and my job is to prepare the room. She immediately had my full attention. What Tied down for what? Tied well, we're gonna <laughs> well, we're gonna rape her and offer her up as a virgin sacrifice. Y'all, I ran out of what there the and fuck? got the barefoot nurse as fast as I can. I do I do not get paid enough for this at all. God damn. Crazy. Oh God. I love hospital stories. They're always so fucking. <laughs> All right. Mine is from McDonald's. When I was about 24, I had a job at McDonald's. Not a normal one either. It was like actually like a gas station McDonald's. Working at the McDonald's, you would see creepy ass people. Yes. But there was this one person who had come in the drive through at about 1 a.m. He had asked for water and that was all. I was pretty chill about it because I heard some noises and assumed that he had kids or something as he pulled up to get his water. Uh, Keep in mind, there were only two people in the McDonald's at this point, me and my friend that worked together at this time due to being low on staff. When the guy had pulled up, I had reached over to hand him his water because he was a bit far from the window. I took back, I took a quick glance at the back seat, which had tinted windows, but I could kind of see the back of the person's head in the car. There looked to be a girl hugging herself there and I couldn't get a good look, but I guess I was sitting there for a bit too long because when I was about to back up, The man had grabbed my arm and was staring at me. I got creeped out and told him to have a nice night. And as I tried pulling my arm away, he wouldn't let go. To try and get my friend's attention behind me, who was a male, I had kicked the wall just a bit as I tried tugging my arm some more. I glanced back at the girl who was staring at me and crying, then back at the man who was also staring at her. He let go of me and I backed away from the window and I screamed for my friend to call 911. I guess he um, heard this because he closed his window, the guy, and drove off. Don't worry, though. They caught him and arrested him for kidnapping. I quit working there and now work happily from home. Oh, my God. Also, how (laughs) stupid do you have to be to kidnap somebody and then be like, I'm going to go through the McDonald's drive-thru. I'm going to go get some water. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't even there to get anything else. Right. With the person that you kidnapped in the back seat. (laughs) smart so smart thank god though all right next one is called car park that's what i've labeled it when i was younger i had a shitty job at a car park control room 
some douchebag got his car locked in a private car park that he shouldn't have been in. And I told the, I told him to, or I told him I couldn't unlock the door for him. And I legit couldn't. And that there would be a call out fee to get the building manager out. Again, nothing I could do. We controlled the car park, not the building itself. So rather than pay the fee, he and his buddy turned up to the control room and spent the night trying to break into, I assume, and beat the shit out of me. I called the cops, but the two fuckboys would just hide until they gave up looking and I'd have to repeat the whole process over again. So he constantly had to keep calling the cops because That's they kept crazy. hiding and getting away with the, yep, the whole night. <laughs> That's All insane. Night. That also kind of reminds me of like right after I had that one that baby we had a really hard time getting out of the parking garage <laughs> with a newborn baby they didn't mm-hmm. want to let us out and because you just have had a baby they give you like a ticket for free parking so you don't have to pay for parking in the parking garage because yeah. normally yeah. you do the machines didn't want to take it and then so like we kept having to hit the call button on the thing and they were just like, oh, do this, do this, just insert it, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, it's not working. It's not, I mean, it was probably 20, 25 minutes. And I was like, we're never going to get out of here. And it was like $30 because we were there for a couple of days. Ooh. And finally, we, I, I was like, we need to get out of here. I was like, Danny, you need to use the voice. And finally, yeah. they just opened the gate for us. But I don't know why that reminded me of him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Jeez. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Can't even have a baby without paying a fee. Right. Yeah. You pay enough for the hospital bills. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Here's another one from Reddit. I used to work at a pub that was two miles away from my house. Ooh, I had a burp rumble up. <laughs> my <laughs> shift ended at about 11 o'clock one night. I stayed there for a couple of drinks, then started walking home. Now, this had been an exceptional night for me tip-wise, and I had close to $400 in cash on me at the time. Between the pub and my house was exactly one street light about a quarter mile from the pub. The rest of the walk was in complete darkness. This was a dark night, too. It was close to the new moon and cloudy to boot. So it was almost pitch black. Now I live out in the boonies, so there wasn't even much light pollution to help out. Not long after I leave the pub, a car slowly drives by me. About a quarter mile down the road, the car slows to a stop. And it just sits there. I stop walking and watch the car. It sits for a few minutes, then slowly drives away. A couple of minutes later, the same car comes slowly driving back by me on the in the opposite lane. It gets me. It gets by me, drives a bit down the road, and slows to a stop again. Then it does a U-turn and starts creeping back down the road towards me with the lights off. At this point, I'm fucking terrified. I don't have a cell phone. There's no one around to see what's going on. The car is between me and the pub, so I can't get back to the safe to safety there. My house is still about a mile and a half away. No way that I can quickly escape. I quickly run off the road into the woods and duck down behind a bush. I watch for the car, but it's too dark to see with the lights off and bushes slash trees slash undergrowth between me and the road. I sit there for about 10 minutes, but I don't see or hear anything. I'm about to make my way back to the road when I hear car doors closing. Now I'm really panicking. It feels like my chest is about to explode. The hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. 
I keep imagining someone sneaking up behind me. I stay hidden and hope to God whoever it is doesn't find me. I don't know how long I stay there, but I eventually I eventually hear car doors close again and then the car passing by. I give it a couple of minutes and then I ease back to the road. When I see that it's clear, I haul ass back to the pub and let my boss know what happened. He said then and there that I'm never to walk home at night ever again. Either him, his brother, or his mom will give me a lift home. Mm-hmm. When the other when the other servers and the kitchen staff heard what happened, they all said the same thing. And I've never been that terrified before in my life. Mm. Scary. Scary. Could have been like a potential abduction or like somebody going to get jumped. I don't know. Rape and murder. Just ask him. Right? Like. I can imagine physically what it feels like to be that scared. Like your heart has got to be pumping out of your chest. I know. I feel like as a woman, we've all been there. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Feeling that way. Yeah. It's not For uncommon. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's my turn or your turn? I think I have one more to do. Okay. And then it's your turn. Okay. I worked for a moving company restocking the trucks based on supplies that they would need that morning. It's a shitty job. Never work for a moving company. Do not do it. Anyways, I'm stocking a truck pulled up to the dock when I realize my vision is getting fuzzy. I'm tired. I rub my eyes. My forearm feels wet, but I figure that it's sweat and my vision clears. It happens again. I rub my eyes and my forearm feels wet again. I look at my arm finally to see hundreds of crushed baby spiders. Oh, my God. My vision wasn't fuzzy. Baby spiders were crawling on my eyelashes. I was covered in baby spiders. I ran to the nearest water hose and got everything off. Oh, my God. The next morning, I I had lots of tiny bites on my legs. Oh my god. Gross. I don't mind spiders, but damn, don't touch me. (laughs) Don't have all your babies on me. The fact that they kept saying it was wet is what's so gross. Yeah, because they're like going like this. I just hated them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bunch of spider guts. All right. (laughs) I can only focus at night. That's what I named this one. I used to have the job where I often worked late because it was the only time I could concentrate. And I kind of get that. I feel like I concentrate a lot better at night. Yeah. One night during a big project, I went to the bathroom at about 11 p.m. And when I came back, there was a guy standing outside my window with his D in his hand. I screamed and ran back to the door only to discover that it wasn't locked. So he could have gotten in just as easily. Oh my God. It dawned on me that my office was half a floor up. So he had to have been standing on either the air conditioner or the handicap railing. Since sexual predators usually start small and work their way up, that meant he had almost certainly been watching me for quite some time. Could have been weeks since I was very often the only one there at night. Sadly, after that, I was afraid to be at that job alone, but I also couldn't get much done during the day because my office was in a central room that people walked through every few minutes. And earlier they had mentioned they worked there at night anyway. Mm-hmm. Their performance suffered and they were fired. Damn. I know. That, that sucks. sucks. Literally, yeah. Wow. 
being sexually assaulted fucking sucks the life out of everything. Yeah, you and it's like anything. And I especially mean, with something like that, it makes you question like aunt is that somebody sexually assaulting me? But it is because you're not consenting to see that. And no. I've had something happen to me like that um at a previous job that I had. Oh my and god. And it's like a really crappy feeling and it like for me it made me want to oh beat god, the shit out of the guy. Oh my god. And it was, sense. you know, just you feel so taken advantage of like oh i hate that oh yeah definitely that is essay for sure so i'm sorry to that person that sucked okay next one is labeled mother i worked the night shift as a cna for a nursing facility one resident we had was really mean and actually very aggressive one habit i hated was when the resident would scream mother at the top of their lungs over and over again fast forward three months working there i was training as a new i was training a new cna about night shift we went in the other hallway as the resident in another room went we followed them when we heard mother and a loud scream we dropped everything and ran to the room where the charged nurse and the nurse from the locked unit were already there. We were all freaked out, and the new CNA asked what that was. The resident who screamed mother had actually passed away two weeks earlier to this incident, and the room was still unoccupied. Oh, my God. <laughs> I confirmed with the nurses that they had heard the same thing that we did. The scream was as clear as day. And the fact that the CNA, who had never met this patient, heard it, too, was just as freaky. That's... Mm. That gave me goosebumps. I don't like that. It's like like such like intense residual energy because she did that so often and she probably wasn't very nice that that stuck around. Ooh, I hate it. Yes. It gave me residual energy for sure. Just cycling through whatever I guess was traumatic for them. I'm telling you, hospitals, nursing homes, psych wards, everything that has to do with containing people. They they are some nasty places in terms of energy. They have activity for sure. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to run and go pee really quick and then no I'll worries. do my no story. I will show one of our videos for you guys in the meantime. And we're back. We're back. And we're back. Also, just FYI, you might be hearing Arrow over here. She's really oh, found her voice in the past I couple of weeks. For the last couple of minutes. And I was like, oh, I wonder if anybody can hear that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash, people. We have babies. <laughs> and, of course, Arrow is over here going, da, 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 da. Because it's her <laughs> favorite thing. It's her favorite guy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chopped liver. 
you know, I don't know if I saved one of the ones that I really wanted to do. I don't know if I put it in the, I don't know if I put it in the Google Doc. We could do some TikToks and fair warning, I only have one, one big story left. Yeah, I've got one long story and I still got a couple of screenshots from the um, Facebook group. So I'll go ahead and do, I'll do the tickety tucks that I got. That's good. All right. Oops, sorry. All right, here we go. Let me unmute it. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. These guys are working at night. Come on. Why is it giving me a hard time? Maybe you have too many tabs open. That's what my computer always does. It's like, okay, yeah, I can close my email. Oops, sorry. Let me close it and then bring it back up. That's a good idea. Try that. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> these guys. These, these, these guys. <laughs> Let's see if it's, maybe it's just that one. I used to work at a haunted old folks home, yeah. and this story is going to scare the crap out of you. So I was working as the rover one night. The rover goes in between each building and just makes sure all the caregivers are okay. Um, and it was this one guy's first night, and he called me into the building freaking out. He said that an old lady had come out of her room, pointed to the end of a really dark hallway, and said there was a little girl standing there sopping wet, and that she was asking her to dry her off. It was his first day, and I really didn't want to freak him out. So I was just like, oh, that's super normal. You know, she sometimes does that. You know, just ignore it, and I left, which was kind of mean of me, but whatever. Then I went directly to my friend caregiver in a different building, and I told her the whole story, and she was like, Emily, please tell me that you're joking. Apparently, she had had four different experiences in the past two days where old women had called her into their rooms and claimed that there was a stopping wet little girl who needed to be dried off. There was another caregiver who overheard us and said she had two experiences with the exact same thing. Now, the old folks' home was right by a canal, and apparently in the 70s, a seven-year-old girl drowned in the canal, and her body was found right by the old folks' house. Who's the boogie? <laughs> Jesus, we love a good I ghost totally story. In that too, we do. Oh yeah. Oh man, come on. Why aren't they working? Damn. What is with my internet today? I don't know why it's choosing which videos it wants to play either. Right. Ugh. Not this one. Sorry, Sam. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna work. Damn it. I only have four. Night shift workers, what's the creepiest thing that <gasps> happens? I switched to night shifts at the start of the pandemic because there was a lot of overtime available. I'm a psychiatric nurse. I was called to cover another nurse at a very low maintenance place and independent living facility. Most of the people there didn't have major issues and were over 50 so they're usually asleep all night. Easy money. At 11 p.m., I was doing paperwork with an eye on the CCTV when a tall man in all black came across the monitor, he was very tall but had his head down. I asked him what he needs and he told me he was convinced he wasn't safe and needed to go to an inpatient psych ward to escape the people who were after him. The next two hours I was on the phone trying to find out if anywhere would take him but there were no beds. He was coherent and basically didn't pose enough of an urgent situation to warrant being sectioned. He saw that as the hospital not caring about his suffering and not believing he was genuinely ill, he hinted that I was colluding with them to get him killed. Then he turned his head slowly to look me in the eye and said if the threat to his own life wasn't considered an emergency, I bet they'd care if I stabbed someone else. I closed up a church one night. I had to pause that one because that one freaked me the fuck out. Hmm. That one is spooky. 
I don't like it. To me, at least, because it's like, oh, they're not taking me seriously. I'll bet they take they'll take me seriously if I stab you, bitch. It's fucking crazy. That's crazy. People that think that way, I just wow. But also, like, he was genuinely trying to advocate for himself. He's like, listen, I'm having some mental health crisis going on. Like, yeah. I need to go somewhere that's more like locked down or whatever, like an yeah. actual facility and they oh he's not an immediate threat well if that's the requirement to get in then do i have to then i'm gonna be a threat threat? very true good point that one spooked me because i i could imagine being in that situation and being like oh fuck okay that's the scariest thing about mental health is nobody else can see it but you yeah exactly it's an invisible illness four men who were outside I checked under all chairs, walked through rows, turned off the lights and closed the doors. When I walked away, I heard a woman singing, from inside. It was faint but started to get louder. I was so scared so I booked it lol. Thankfully, the men came with me to check inside again. They actually chuckled when I told them about what happened, saying the ghost enjoys singing and is friendly. (laughs) One summer, I worked overnight at a prestigious county club. This place is over 100 years old. Despite the luxurious renovation, its basement feels haunted. It always gives me chills and bad vibes. Keep in mind I'm very sensitive to energy. I worked in the basement. I cleaned the basement for two hours, then I got to chill in the members' lounge from 12 to 6 a.m. One night, I fell asleep at 1 a.m. in the lounge. Suddenly I woke up to people talking in the hallway and I heard someone go into the locker room. I was the only one working in the basement that night and ain't no one someone went through the security. I started to get chills, you know what? I don't get paid enough to chase after whatever it is. I stayed on the couch while holding an empty wine bottle just in case it was an intruder. (laughs) Then someone started to shower and they were laughing, they sounded muddy so I didn't catch what they said. I called the security guard and they got here right away. As soon as we walked into the locker room, they stopped laughing, we walked into the showers and three of them were on. We tracked the tapes that night. The locker's room automatic door was triggered and opened, it always happened, but the running showers remained unexplainable. After that night, I switched to day shifts outside. The thing has been fine ever since. Night Mm. Crazy. Okay, but he's right. He's like, I don't, I don't get paid story. enough. <laughs> let's see if I can get this to. Let's see if it'll work now. These guys were working a night shift yes. at the hospital when something creepy happened in the hallways. I'm gonna roll the clip right now. Watch very carefully. These guys were working that night shift at the look hospital when something right down the hallway. The I'm going to roll the clip right now. Watch very carefully. Right here. <laughs> oh my god. And then it looks like a bed or something gets like pushed oh down the hallway. I totally saw that in the back. I never believe those things, but they, if they are real, they are fucking terrifying. The th- oh, oh, I got goosebumps. The my thing brain that, does not compute. <laughs> right? The, the, the ones that are in Spanish, Danny is always like, nope, it's real. It's real. Because They're always the so unhinged, too. <laughs> the <laughs> thing is, is like, he's always like, Hispanic people, we're not going to sit there and joke around <laughs> about stuff like that. And when right. you watch videos, especially if they're in Spanish, when you see their reactions, they are legit reactions. They do not play. Like, they are scared. When you hear that guy go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's see if this other one would play. Oh, wait. Night shift workers. It's this one. Hola. Here we go. Eh, 
Me Opena. filmo para dar constancia de esto porque está pasando algo muy loco, muy loco. Yo hace años que trabajo de noche, nunca había algo como esto. Estoy todos los días sentado ahí, 12 horas, 12 horas. Eh, esto es muy loco. Miren. No se ve nada. No se ve nada. Lo que yo veo ahora, la puta madre. Esa... Oh no! Oh really? <laughs> Why? Oh my god! Mm. Why sorry, you gotta guys. do that to me? Why you gotta do this to me? Okay, I'll just tell you what happens Boy, in that video. No, because it's kind of a long one. In that video, he he's showing how he's showing the camera like outside of the front door and how there's nothing there. Yeah. And then he goes over to his desk where he's got two monitors and he has got the security camera pulled up and you can see him in the security monitor leaning over the desk, but right in front of the front door, there's a woman standing there and then he lifts the phone up and he shows it and he's like, there's nothing there. But then mm. he goes back to the security camera. There's a woman standing there, and you can only see her in the security footage. No, thank you. Mucho spook. Mucho spooko. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you my last big story. All right. It for me. Drained Out My Screams is the name of this. <laughs> Once upon oh, a time, they had a press back in the warehouse for a while. And I'm not quite sure what that means, if they mean like that's just where they kept their press. Right. I don't know. My guess was it's like a news worker job. On right. three separate occasions, I turned around to find a delivery driver just standing behind me silently. They never kept the back door shut. That was in the moment scary. But then it dawned on me, if these guys were people that weren't supposed to be here and had bad intentions, no one would hear me scream. Despite people being not too or too far away, the noise from the machines and the actual factory would drown me out and no one would see it. The only person yeah. who might be close enough was the maintenance guy and usually wasn't in his space in the warehouse. He was always doing something else. He was not usually working on something in the factory. Me being a loner, it was normal for people to not see me all night as well. So in theory, someone could enter the facility, easily sneak up on me, harm me, and no one would be any the wiser. They probably wouldn't even notice that they hadn't seen me. Rather, someone would accidentally stumble across me while coming back for material. But even then, it wouldn't surprise me if they couldn't see me on the floor in the first row behind the table next to the press. The idea of that fucked with me for a long time, and I had many fights with HR about having a pocket knife on my person if I was going to be working back there until they moved the press back into the factory and locked the damn doors. I agree. Potential scary as fuck. When you really think that. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing yeah. is, like for me with my anxiety, I come up with potential scenarios like that oh, in my head yeah. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Fucking safe, bitch. You know it. You know it in does. In the grocery store, I'm like, you know, Everyone thinking about stuff like that, driving down the road. Yeah. Oh God, that happens. Yeah. We're just, we at any point can just leave our houses and be in this great space of like, or space of people that we don't know what they're capable of. So, yeah, yeah I think the same stuff. I mean, that's what keeps. I think about life. it in my house too. Bro, Sometimes yeah. I have I'm like, panic mm. attacks thinking that people are going to break into my, like, I ask Joey same. every night, did you lock the doors? And I make him promise. Absolutely. I'm the same. Yeah. Way. I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm Tadunzo. It's, you know, it feels like we've only been on here for like 15 minutes. And I think it's because last week we, we were on here for hours three stream. hours. Cameron asked me if I wanted to play Fortnite after that. And I was like, bro, I just streamed for three hours. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I felt sorry. Like so. I streamed for three. I'm tired. <laughs> it's funny. Oh my God. I love, yeah. love long podcasts. <laughs> I gotta put my glasses on. Well, today is not gonna be one, but you know, no, we kind of deserve a, a little bit of a short little break. One. We work our butts off. We need a oh, break every now and again. All right. We had a little lady who could not find the bathroom in her room. We saw what we thought was the lady walking across the hall to go to the bathroom. Me and another nurse go to get her and put her back into her room, and she wasn't in the room. We saw her go into. No one was there. We walked into her room to check on her and she was in bed asleep. Later that night, I was putting laundry from a bed that I just made and dropped it in the hamper. As I look up, something looking like a Dementor from Harry Potter Mm -hmm. comes out of the dialysis room into a room across the hall. Those were my patients. It's 4 a.m. and I got to go down that creepy hall um, to, into a room to see something crazy or my parent, my patients are dead or something. Thank God neither were true, but I couldn't help thinking that this was um, – this is the part of the movie where the dumbass nurse um, mm-hmm. goes into a room or a house and later they find her dead with her head in the toilet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like – seeing something like a dementor from harry potter those things are fucking creepy fuck me up if I it saw reminds me of playing life. outlast last night because- <laughs> that thing was so scary if you guys want to know what we're talking about we did a we did, we've been streaming a lot lately but last yeah. night particularly was like the scariest in my opinion. i wonder if i could like find the part where that oh jump God, scare happens so that we can show middle. it yeah, so I can show it here on the podcast so people oh can God. see that jump scare because it's you guys fucking can see funny. What we're talking about, yeah, it was really <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> I wish I could. Do, I'm gonna do like a compilation eventually of all of our jump scares because there's yeah. been a lot this this. Uh, this oh, and I feel through. like with the second Outlast, there's been so many more. This the intensity of this game is miles different yeah. than the other one. Like it's yeah, insane. For sure. Yeah. Definitely, but Outlast it's, it's Two is good. ten times scarier. It's very good, and I always want to do. I always want to be on there streaming, even though it's scary as fuck. I know storyline. It's so Danny. Danny sent me this TikTok like two days ago, and he said, "This is the next game that y'all should play." The clip of this TikTok is: it looks very realistic. Dead woman. I mean, like uh, it looks real, Katie, but and it's not. No, it's a video game. But oh the player God. is having to take like a razor blade and cut around her face and then pulls the skin off of her face and puts what? it over their face. And then Why? Like, the lens color changes and then oh you're playing God. the game. Oh, and my God. So I looked in the comments of that TikTok, and apparently this game is called, like, Martha's Dead or something like that. What this fuck? game is banned in several countries, and it's actually been banned from PlayStation completely. 
So I'm going to have to look into that because I think that might be one that that in the group. That is definitely good group material because I should be scary. I'm kind of scared to post it without something covering it up, which I don't mm, know if true. because it, it looks I don't think real. You can choose to put like a thing over it. That, yeah. I think Facebook does that for you. Have you, God, have you ever seen those videos of people talking about what it's like to be a Facebook moderator? No. Vice has a great one. It is so interesting, but the shit that they see that. on the internet is crazy and oh i'm sure that there's people that post their mental health yeah they have to like they sit in a room full of other computers and like maybe like 20 different people and they just click the buttons on whether or not it's going to stay through like they'll press y for yes and and for no and they'll they'll say they'll they'll see things like something as simple as like uh I don't know, like uh, somebody making like an innuendo with like a banana, like super like cheesy. Right. And then they'll see like literal rapes and murders happen. <gasps> and sometimes they'll press the wrong button and then they go home thinking like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, I probably right. just killed someone by doing that. And I should have done this. And oh, yeah. my God, literally murders are happening and they don't what have a stressful the- job like access to where they are they can't call the cops because it's like we don't know where they are we don't know who this right. person is so they see things that we'll never see god yeah i feel I like can't you can't moderator. they probably can't get like the information of like location and shit unless no. they were subpoenaed and there's yeah. some sort of weird process that they have to go through yeah and they're just they're sitting there pressing yes or no if this that's crazy Facebook. and crazy? then you don't you never know what's going to come across your screen. That sounds like a stressful ass job. Check it out on YouTube. It's really interesting. It's one of the anonymous. Uh... Hello. I'm going to. Sonny just said that butthole. That's what I've been told. <laughs> really? watching American Dad. Oh, Lord. Like 10 times in a row. And Sonny goes, butthole. She's definitely talking more. It's been kind of funny listening to her. Oh, shit. <laughs> But um, yeah, I've got two more stories. One's kind of short, and one's tell me medium. Actually, three more. One's like super short. All right, tell me. I have lots of stories from night shift, but the worst one was actually oh my lord. <laughs> uh, the worst one was actually on day shift on the dementia unit. I was in the hall passing meds, and I saw one of my patients who died in a terrible death two months before that crawling on the floor of the room he died in to the Ooh. room that he lived in for three years before they moved him into the room where he died. His dementia was so bad that he... <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> he did crawl on the floor like a baby in his final days. Oh I will never God. forget that because it was more demonic looking than anything <gasps> that I've ever experienced. How fucking. Oh my God. Ew. That's sad. Dementia is such an awful, awful, awful disease. Man, it really it makes people do things that you would have never imagined. Yeah, it's Seriously. they lose themselves completely. Yes. I've heard people explain it where it's like there goes the the yeller. She's like, hey. Um, I've heard people explain it that it's like the closest that you can get to being reborn or like mm-hmm. like um revert back to being a baby mind wise. Yeah. Which is crazy. And that's why like the things that they do and they say just sometimes don't make sense or they don't match up with who they were for the rest of their life where they weren't suffering you know how crazy is it i mean the the mind is an amazing place i'll tell you what 
Yeah, it's also it's scary as hell. Conscious. I mean, really, yeah. Oh God, I can't stop. There's a my ghost. Light. There's a I'm ghost. losing my light again. Sorry, my. But here's me. a really short one, and it says, "New admit was possessed. 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 Like, <laughs> new admit was possessed. He levitated above the bed. I refused to go in or near the room again that night. I was pregnant with twins, and I wasn't risking anything. And somebody replied to this comment and said, "Seriously, you saw this?" And they said. I sure did. He lifted right off the bed. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't think right, shift work is for me, but this is no. so interesting. <laughs> here is my last Reddit story. Buckle up, sunshine. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> I'm not like I feel like that's kind of condescending. So that's why I was like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I swear that's it's just- not me. <laughs> I don't do nights anymore, but for years I did nights in residential care facilities. One of the spookiest was in a soul-charged dementia facility. Mm. 15 D3 residents and no one but me to keep an eye on them all. Around 3 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, (laughs) after doing an intentional round where you check all the residents are safe and well, I hear the doorbell ring. I get a sudden wave of goosebumps because this is a secure facility and it's in the middle of the night. Mm. I go and look out the window. There's no one there. I blow it off as being a hallucination. Ten minutes later, it rings again. I'm shitting myself. I go back to the window and check again. No one's there, but I look across the street and a strange car is parked there. I take a photo of it just in case, and then I go back to my station where I've been playing a game of match the card suits with a delightful but very demented lady. I sit down, and she looks at me and says, what did that gentleman want? He looked like he had a bad night, and he needs a cup of tea. Chills go down my spine, but I brush it off because hallucinations are common with dementia, and Mm. this lady is particularly prone to not being oriented to time and place. The doorbell rings again less than five minutes later, and this time I am freaking the fuck out. Another of my patients is up and walking the hallway painting with a clean paintbrush to keep him occupied. I pass him on the way to the front window, and he turns to me and says, don't answer the door alone. He might kill you. Oh, my God. Before carrying on painting. I'm fucking shitting myself. I'm trying not to cry. I don't know what to do. I'm a single 23-year-old female in charge of 15 people with varying stages of dementia. And the fucking doorbell keeps ringing in the middle of the night. And it's the weekend, so my on-call won't answer the phone. (gasps) She never does on the weekends. Oh, my God. I look out the window and see the same car as before. And as I'm looking around, I see a shadow move in front of the door and a person walks around the corner and then looks straight in the fucking window directly at me. Ew. We make eye contact and I scream. My residents start freaking out. I'm freaking out and the guy just fucking bolts. I call the police. They turn up. It's chaos because I have 15 residents who have all been woken up by the commotion. And now they have two police officers in their space. My on call isn't answering her phone and I'm struggling to deal with the whole situation. Eventually, after many cups of tea, uh, lots of PRN meds for the more challenging residents, which I'm guessing is like tranquilizers Tranquilizers or like anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. They were mostly settled. It's now 7 a.m. and the handover shift arrives. arrives. Um, 
a nurse and a caregiver. I tell them what happened and they tell me that there was a woman down the road whose house was broken into and she was attacked in her bed by a drug seeker who ransacked her house looking for drugs. I have an internal meltdown because we have drugs in the cupboard in the medicine room. Good drugs too. Morphine, methadone, fentanyl, etc. I can't help but wonder if he was intentionally looking for us and just took the next best option. For reference, the facility was an old converted boarding house in a gentrified area. So a lot of old doctor houses in the area. Easy to mistake the home I worked at for a regular house. I left that job not long after because they refused to hire a second person to work the nights despite it being understaffed according to best practice guidelines. Wow. That's That's so scary. scary. (laughs) I hated that. Oh I'm never going to leave the house again. Jesus <laughs> Christ, bro. This is why I do this. <laughs> yeah, for real. This is a podcast. I don't, oh my God. People are too much. Thank Jesus. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Scary. Well, thank you for researching all of those fun <laughs> stories. I mean, I had a delightful. Good time. It was delightful. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thanks for watching. Um, yeah, I will upload this episode tomorrow. It's going to be privated now for editing reasons. But yeah, we will see you guys on Facebook and follow us on. I'm going to actually share our little display name so you can see. I'm here. Yeah, I'm Katie follow Ryan. us on. She's Samantha Rains on. Yep. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.